And Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are recording once again from the Palatial Podcast Palace of the Smoking Tire. But we're doing the Hooniverse Podcast this time, and Jeff Glucker is somewhere in West Virginia paddling fast. So, I'm here with a slight cold, so I might sneeze 15 times, and sorry about that. But we are joined by our guest, Kenton Cook. Yeah, it's me, Kenton Cook. Yeah? I got your last name right. So. Well, the one thing I don't understand is like this podcast is called Hooniverse. The Hooniverse podcast. Do you do you hoon? Do you hoon at all? I I do try to hoon whenever you, you, possible. Do you attempt? Do you attempt? Mostly to? nights and weekends. Did you do the burnout in that V8 Miata? Yes. No, okay. actually, no. I did one, but that was um that was with Keith Tanner of Flying okay. Miata. Did you attempt to do a burnout on your Miata? Not yet. Not yet. No, I don't think it can. <laughs> Not with these super sweet Z. I'm sure it'll two tires I have. Yeah. My trip first gear. I get too much traction. <laughs> and as always, we're joined by Zach Clapman. Hello. Hi. And, uh, yeah, so I guess we might as well get started talking about new cars. We don't really have much to talk about for new cars, because Frankfurt blew over, and um, a lot of cool stuff happened there, and that was two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so just skip to next week, folks, when Jeff's back in town, and there'll be a good show happening. Uh, well, now, what are you driving right now? I am driving a Nissan Altima. 2.5 SV in Saharan stone, which is their fancy way of saying beige as hell. Is that um, CVT? Yeah, CVT. The CVT okay. is not too bad. I drove that car last year. Um, it was, it was fine. It's it surprised me. I thought it was going to be shittier to drive than it actually is. But Are those it's things not pretty quick? I agree. They're pretty. They're pretty quick. Yeah, there's a 3.6 liter V6 as well. This is the inline four, but oh, the steering's okay. nice and it rides nice and. It's it's a pretty decent mid-sized car. Oh, yeah. I thought the CVT would maybe take some of the fun out of it. It doesn't suck. They finally, after like, what, 10 years, they finally figured out to make a not shitty CVT. Oh, or sure. a less shitty CVT. Yeah, I've, I've seen like some cars, like they tried to use the CVT and actually add in a shifting function. Honda does it. Yeah. Honda, yeah, that, that's kind of weird. It, it is weird. It, yeah, it's it, like they, pre-programmed steps and everything. They simulate it better than... Like, because that was my, my first experience with CVT, was that Altima and a uh, Honda Accord, same trip, and... Both of the Honda surprised me with how it was able to replicate shifting, even though obviously it's not shifting. Yeah. But they they're like, we know you like this, so we'll we'll <laughs> fake it for you, you know. Yeah, so it doesn't drone on at like five thousand RPM until yeah, like, yeah it, until time. you want to shoot yourself. Yeah, right. that's just I, I I personally I'm stick. I, I can only drive stick. Yeah, it's like automatic. Uh, even CVT is just CVT is worse than automatic. Yeah, yeah, it's it's dull. But you're driving something with a manual, Zach. I am indeed. I'm driving the uh, 2013, the name is so long, Mini, Mini Cooper GP. S. John Cooper Works GP. Isn't it just a Mini GP? No. It has, I'm says John, sure it says you, John Cooper Works oh, on the back. Oh, jeez. What was the difference between the Works and the GP Works? Is there any difference? I genuinely don't know. Uh, one of them was blue. I remember one that. Of one of them was this blue, the color. and this <laughs> one is red, so... I mean, I think it's basically just a JCW Mini Cooper S. You know, you know that, that badge would not fit on the back or the side of a Mini Cooper. No. Um, yeah, the bed is very tiny for the font. The GP is quite large, though, emblazoned on the front. But um, I digress. Who really cares about the badging? Because, I mean, minis are... I love minis. Like, yeah. we have one here at the house. It's an 06. It's kind of beat, and I love it. I think it's one of the nicest cars to drive quickly on the highway ever just because it has such direct steering, and it's small, and the visibility is great. So if you are, let's say, um, moving through slow-moving traffic <laughs> at a decent clip... Well, Chris showed up, so. <laughs> um, hey. It's, uh, I really like it for that reason. I, I think it's got great steering feel, all those things that a Mini's known for. So this is the newest, best, most expensive one. 
211 horsepower, 260 torque. Torque torque peaks out at 2,000 RPM. I mean, the thing yeah. is quick. It it feels fast, and uh, it's like 0 0.668, but it feels way quicker than that. And it pulls. We did 160 in it um, on a closed highway. Actually closed this time. I'm not lying about that. Legally. And it was still going. <laughs> what? Legally, I might. Yeah, yeah legally. Um, right. You know, normally it's legally in quotes, <laughs> and um, it it's fast and it feels great and and drove it 800 highway miles and it's actually uh pretty comfortable too yeah it's not because right, i know you, you, were, you were complaining about people complaining about the suspension and it's you know it's nothing we're not used to all three yeah, of us on like sports suspension with that with the works compared to the normal coupe, coupe yeah the suspension is definitely upgraded and finely yeah, yeah, tuned yeah. and all kinds of things um it's got aggressive rubber on it low tread wear um there's zero dead area in the center for the steering so Matt uh, Matt Ferrer was like, it's kind of weird because it's hard to drive straight, but um, you just it tracks so straight. You know, you, you don't you just don't move your hands. But if you move them even a millimeter, it's moving. Um, but I I think they're great great cars. They're really good. It's just that car's thirty nine thousand dollars. There There's you go. No yeah, cruise control. It didn't have the Bluetooth audio option. Does it have a radio? It has a radio, but and it, it has gold. Like I know it's weird. It has it has Bluetooth cell phone. But it won't play your music that's unless you add on another no, thing. That's the worst. Um, and it comes with the weird uh, iPhone 4 cable. And if you plug in your own USB, USB for an iPhone 5, it won't read it. So it, it has some hiccups. So we, you know, it's, it's the GT3 RS of Mini Coopers, including the red seatbelts. And of course, like Porsche, you pay more, you get less. It's a really good car, but I, it's for me, it's not forty thousand dollars of car. I think it may be like twenty-five or something. I think thirty. It's it, you're totally fair because minis, you know, they they it's German. they drive great. Right. It's yeah, German. Exactly. Um, they great look cool, and it, well, yeah. Once you get to ninety thousand miles, um, it's definitely going to be questionable. But but forty grand. Now you're talking used M3s, you yeah, know, used boxers. Insane. Like yeah. you can get a lot of car for that, and not Some a hatchback, not front wheel drive. Yeah. They might have radios. Yeah. Apparently. It's still a mini. Like you can buy an M5 for like. Like a used M5, obviously, like 45, 50. And, like, you can stick your kids in the back. True. You can put a Mini inside the M5. Yeah. You better have another 45 to yeah. fix it. Um, <laughs> you know, out, of, out of warranty. I mean, you could buy an E39 M5 right now for $18,000 all over Los Angeles. But all the forms say if you do that, you better have five grand in the bank that's just, just for repair. Because you, ha you will have it. And uh, I think Mike Musto had one of those. And when the struts broke, they wanted 2500 bucks. Just for a strut. For a strap. One. And he was like, I'm selling this now. <laughs> so, this thing with broken yeah, you can get some awesome shit for use. It's just, you know, how much do you want to spend on repairs? Do you want to spend it now or do you want to spend it later? Yeah, exactly. Um, but your your car and yeah, I, I had a segue. Come, I had a segue for that, and then we talked. We completely went in a different direction, as we do on this podcast. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say it. You have a Mazda Speed Three. I do. I have a Mazda Speed Three 2012, uh, not the one with the black rims, or the no. 2013. The one had had black rims. And those aren't plastic dip, but those are straight from the factory, but black painted wheels. Yeah, like right. metallic. I'm not sure if they're black chrome, but they're metallic okay. black. Because I saw like the that. badge in the front, and that's black too. So yeah. is that is that a thing well, you did? Or? The one on well, in the 2012, obviously they didn't come with black right. rims. So I actually I did plastic dip them once, and I was like, screw this thing. These things are chipping. So I uh, got them powder coated, and uh, obviously I had to put a rear bar in the thing because it thing pushes like a dump truck. So right. uh, it does like when you're just cruising at highway speeds, it's like the mini. It's like super direct, but. Um, I took it to the track once, and I was like, uh, this is not as fun as I was originally um, thinking it was going to be. Yeah. But, like, once you put the bar in it, it's, like, amazing. It rotates perfect. 
that's not bad because the first time I drove a Mazda Speed Three, it was on the track at uh, Fontana, and yeah. I hated it. And I was like, "This is how, how could a company make the Miata and then make this?" And you then hated I, it the yeah. first time I drove it. I hated Why? it. Why? Because it was just it like you just stumbled on the throttle and went in three different directions. That's yeah. true. Control the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On the track too, it really comes that stuff comes out more. But then I you know I drove it on the Canyon Road for a week and it was fantastic. I loved yeah. it. So. Well, it might, might be because of little arms. You might need to grip the wheel a little bit harder. Yeah, I, I gotta sit real close up here. Just, just like how I'm talking on the mic. That's how. I, just, I hate just, the Mazda Speed. Just, just look at just, just look at I drove it at, um, at a, you I'm know, eight, with, with I'm not eight feet tall like Kenton, I should add. Yeah, Kenton's so, tall as shit. Yeah. Um, funny that you're racing the MX-5 Cup because yeah, your head sticks above the windshield probably. Yeah, no, right? I, I, that's not going to pass any broom test. Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. I have to definitely get look over the, the front of the windscreen, man. That's that's a tough part about being tall and driving race cars. Well, little race cars, MX fives, you know. But also one thing on the monster the, trucks. I should drive monster trucks. There you go. That's what. I that's do. a race series. That's that is racing. A one like Robin's racing. <laughs> yeah, you can hit just about anything. Yeah, I'll, I saw like a YouTube video once or something like that. Like this dude like do a wheelie and almost like like kill people. Probably. <laughs> what at a monster truck rally? Yeah, no. Like, doesn't like, that happen every rally? Oh god. If it doesn't happen, you get your money back. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, they lay on their wheels, the throttle sticks, and just like. Just you rails towards a wall. You yes. only need the edge. Jesus, <laughs> those things are gnarly. No, I, I was uh, I I drove a Ford Focus once. It was like a rental car. Um, from when we when we traveled. I thought you were gonna say I drove stuff. Bigfoot once. No, no, <laughs> no I wish Dude, mm. that thing would be badass to drive. <laughs> no, it's I I compared like the Ford Focus to the Speed Three, and like the dampers on the Speed Three are so much better. Like yeah. just just when you're when you're driving through corners that feels so much more positive. This is a regular Ford Focus, nothing yeah. fancy, not like no, the, the two thousand dollar wheel and suspension uh, no, package. Not, not like that crap, right. no, but it's like I, I read some reviews on the Ford Focus ST and it was like it was the same story. Like yeah, it was way better, but it's still like it kind of felt more like it more of a springy feel instead of like a damper feel. Yeah, like uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of hard to explain, but. It's the, like the speed three was way better on that front, but it did have the understeer. It felt real solid. I I didn't drive it on. Did I, I did drive it on track. I drove it at Laguna Seca, yeah. and then I drove it the day before on like a moderately bumpy yeah. and quite tight canyon road that they'd set up for us. And um, you know, torque steer was there, of course, but it, it felt like I felt lower in it than I did yeah. in the cars like the Fiesta ST. Yeah. And um, yeah. or Focus ST. I get it mixed up all the time. Um, you know, you kind of like you felt all the little nuances of the of the ground coming mm -hmm. through. Like it felt very rigid, yeah. But it still tracked really well. Bumps I, I drove too. real hard. Yeah, more yeah. bump steer. I mean, I was. I, it wasn't as. I guess it was um, a more exciting drive. Is the nice way I would say yeah, it. it. Yeah, you have to grip grip the wheel a little bit. Yeah, you got to like be awake, which is which too. is fun though. I mean, yeah. I I like that. I like being a little bit like challenged and kind of almost a little bit nervous, and uh, it just adds like I don't know, like an extra little bit yeah, of yeah. of excitement yeah. to driving. Yeah, no, it, it, and from third gear above, though, like, you don't get much torque steer. Like, no, I, I, and it I, goes. Yeah, yeah. it for, is quick. It's you just kind of back off, and you can just, like, just back off a little bit, and there's no torque steer at all. It's no, great. no, no, definitely not. But first and second gear. Kind when of, you stomp on it, it's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, you just yeah, laugh your ass exactly. off. Yeah. <laughs> I came back with the brakes smelling, and the, and the Maserep was like, did you have fun? And she said it, I was like, ooh, am I in trouble? I was like, I'm just testing the car. <laughs> the brakes yeah, that, that was one thing, is, like, the, the brakes don't last very long because the car is a little bit heavy yep um it's like i'm not sure exactly it's like it was like either 3400 pounds or something like that yeah compared to um the focus st which is probably just a take lighter than that like 32 or something yeah. I, I, I don't quote me on these things but yeah i can use the internet to yeah, look, this up. look it up yeah i'm yeah. probably completely wrong and making myself look like a complete idiot but 
Let's take a break while Zach looks up things on the internet. Yeah, it's not like you guys could talk to each other. Okay. But yeah, we did allude to this earlier. You you do have a vested interest in the Mazda Corporation. Yes. Driving for an MX-5 Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's one thing that I'm doing right now. Um, it kind of Mazda has Matt Mazda. Mazda. Little, yeah, Mazda. They have a little bit of a, a ladder system that they have going. Um, it starts off in a skip harbor, right? And then you can move on your way up the system from there to Grand Am, and that's kind of the path I'm on right now. And okay. uh, we we're not exactly the most wealthy people, and to be in racing, you kind of have to have pockets full of cash, yeah. which mm-hmm. is kind of. Yeah. Sad. If you want to make a small fortune in racing, you got to start with a big one. Yeah, that's the famous saying. Yeah. Famous saying that yeah. right there, uh, which is very frustrating. But Mazda makes it possible for uh, the little guys to, to come into racing and earn their way to the top. Because if you win championships on the way up the ladder, it's like they give you money to go race for the next year. So it's like you, all right. So they give you a jump start, and then from there on, once you make it to the top, it's like all right, here we go. It's it's like. They're babying you almost. Yeah, like they're exactly. they're teaching you the, the ways they they help you with uh, the media training and yeah. uh, stuff like that in order to get yourself up and running. For that's cool. Yeah. Why Why are they so? I mean, why I, Why are they so generous? Like, why do you think they're so kind about grassroots motoring when I'm sure it's not as profitable as? It almost seems like they're just really cool. It, it's partly because nobody else is. Um, and the grassroots motorsports is actually where they make most of their money. Like, uh, there's more Mazdas road racing race. than yeah, more yeah, yeah, yeah. racing on the planet yeah, every insane. day. Yeah, so, I've crossed a bridge at Mazda yeah. Raceway. I've read that on the side too. <laughs> oh, I called Laguna Seca earlier. I apologize before I, I get yeah, sniped. Yeah. Mazda Raceway, Laguna Seca. Yeah, oh. yeah, no, it's they have the runoffs this weekend, and it's uh, there's probably I don't know how many Miatas there are. There are probably like eighty to hundred Miatas there at one. Oh, it must be paradise. It's heaven. Oh, it's insane. It's heaven, isn't yeah. it, Zach? <laughs> just a crap ton of Miatas, but no, it's. I think the reason they they chose to be um, probably on the same weekend as or like help grassroots guys out is because nobody else is. Yeah, so it's a niche. Like, yeah, exactly. Sense. So like uh, BMW, like there's a spec E30 race series, but BMW doesn't have any corporate help yeah. to help the the little guys out. I don't so, see BMW doing that. And Porsche, you know, Porsche does help racers out. But yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. that's Patrick Dempsey level racing. Yeah, no, too. that's that's for like people who have hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. So if you wanted to go start out in racing, you would obviously choose a Miata because yeah. there's the corporate funding and uh, help in order to they, they give you like the Mazda discount yeah. and like any Mazda parts. Speed Motorsports. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Program, right. Yeah. Yeah. They they got an awesome system there that they got that got going. So they have a huge huge um, field to choose from if they need anyone to basically do events around or like if there's event in Illinois or something there's right. probably like 40 or 50 people driving Miatas that they can have help right. do something with that so and you're on track to Grand Am you said yes so that's yeah, yeah. that's um that's Daytona prototypes or? no it's it's well I'd love to do some Daytona right. prototypes but um, it's more like the ST field like Grand Am ST is basically like the Mini Cooper S that you're talking about Mazda Speed 3 Okay. Uh, super upgraded MX-5, not like mega upgraded, but it's got like some cams and an ECU tune. Okay. Yeah. So since like there's so many different kinds of cars in that field, they have to figure out how to make the cars equal. So like the MX-5, that'll be good around the corners because it's like 500 pounds lighter than the, the lightest car. Right. Um, and they don't necessarily have the power on the straightaway, but they right. get around the corners like. Amazing. So, like at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca, um, a couple weeks ago, um, 
they they actually went one two because the track is basically made for an MX-5. So they uh, that's kind of the track I'm on to is like cars like that running in there. But hopefully that can turn into something a little bit bigger and yeah. Uh, hopefully something happens with it. You know. Yeah. How's your uh, season? Are you uh, when are you in the middle of the season? Ending the season or? Uh, we're we're starting to we just passed the, the halfway point basically right now. Okay. And it, it's going pretty well so far. It's seven for eight wins and. It's we. I think we have the championship locked up. I just need to start the rest of the races and get la- basically get last place points. But obviously, I'm not just gonna go out there and put around in the last place. I'm gonna right. go and try, try and win to keep the a little bit of a streak going. So, so you're on pace to win the championship right now. I I already have it won kind of. So that's just, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So there's the next next year's already paid for. So and he's eight feet tall. And I'm eight feet tall. Yeah, Ladies. They, they <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm seven foot. So. Well, not literally seven foot, but that's what they call me. They call me Big Bird sometimes. Nice. Yeah, no. There you go. Well, congratulations. What's yeah. your What's your So you have one race left. Yeah, uh, a couple, few. We oh, okay. Have, uh, Coronado, which is coming up this week. Uh, okay. We're going to be leaving for San Diego on Thursday. Nice. And then uh, we got Houston, a street race. Cool. And then uh, we're going to Road Atlanta for Petit Le Mans. So. Do you do a lot of street races? Uh, street races, legally. Wow. I'm just kidding. I don't yeah. do anything illegally. <laughs> are you, are, do you do a lot of Tokyo drifting? That's no, a technical heck, term, I, I do not do Tokyo. You do a lot of that at the GMR here, and it, I heard it doesn't go so well. Yeah, I have, I have a front-wheel drive car, so it's not exactly the best drifting car. That's very true. <laughs> but no, they, yeah, there's just some idiots up there that drive yeah. on GMR. It's pretty crazy. Like, I just go up there to take a nice little stroll, and it's like, when I come come up, I'm worried about people crossing the yellow line, smashing into the car. So. Yeah, dudes are like flipping over the cliff. Dude, we're talking insane. to some parking rangers. They're like, "Yeah, one guy went over. Yeah. Luckily, there's like a lot of chaparral on the on the hill when he landed on the roof, so yeah. it just cushioned him." There's a what? He hit a chaparral? Which you know, like bushes. Yeah, so okay, it was, it was right. like during the spring, so there was like a lot of vegetation which yeah, cushioned yeah. him because he landed on the fucking. Roof. I thought you meant either the small bird or the influential race car from the '60s. Like he landed on one of the, one of Jim Hall's race cars. Um, I don't know. I don't know bird species that well because I'm more interesting than that. Yeah, and okay. then it definitely wasn't another car. Um, although who knows at the bottom there probably are plenty. Yeah, they're but, they're littered. but that's amazing. How did you get started in racing? Like, did you start out karting like everybody else? And did, yeah, yeah. Did, uh, did the typical thing: get started in go karting. Uh, I, I, I'm 19 now, and I started when I was 8 years old. I, I, for, I saw my first cart when I was 6 years old at the LA Auto Show. It was like down in the Tuner Expo. And uh, I was, we asked them how old I had to be. They told me 8, so like a couple of days before I, I turned 8, I was like, Dad, let's, like, let's, let's see if we can get a go-kart. So we got like a cheap little go-kart, and that's kind of progressed from then. And that's where I'm now is uh, racing cars, well, quote-unquote, professionally, at a professional level, but not mm-hmm. paid yet. But... Uh, hopefully that starts to come soon. We'll see how that goes, but uh, it's been fun so far. It's it's an addiction. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's as long as you guys know, like that's pretty much it's the worst drug yeah, ever. Right. Um, racing cars. And it's more expensive. Way more. I'd rather just be doing heroin the entire time. <laughs> yeah, it's way cheaper. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try and keep it safe yeah. and keep it, keep it on the track. So. Yeah. Don't don't do both at the same time. Heroin no, definitely don't racing. do both at the yeah. same time. No, that's. I've, I've, Definitely seen that go wrong. Yeah, just so there's no misconceptions, kids. We're saying don't do heroin. Do Why not. Race cars? Don't. Blake is a bla- bad influence. Bad, bad influence. Very bad. Influence. Yeah, always slinging that hard H, Blake. Strong <laughs> out, man. Anyway, um, oh, I first met you at the Club Racer Shootout last year. Are yep. you going to be doing that again? I will not be. Uh, sadly, uh, the the reason being because uh, I I did a regional series last year that was able to that I won that championship and that gave me a, a ride into the shootout 
But yeah. this year, um, since I'm at a little bit a national level uh, kind of racing series, they will not allow me to. Because, you kind of overqualified. Well, they they just don't offer the the program for okay. guys like me. They since you're basically on your way up to MX5 Cup anyways. Right. It's like if you win the series that you're in, you already have a Playboy MX5 Cup season paid for. Okay. So it's like the same prize that you would get if you were to run in the MX5 shootout. Like if you were to win the MX5 shootout, it's the same right. prize. Right, so it'd be redundant. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, I would love to, but it's yeah. like a crazy learning experience. Yeah, it's like I, I learned a lot from that. So A couple of the guys that were doing the judging, Charles Espinlob and uh, Eric Foss, they, they both said like if we were to do this shootout, there's like no way we would win it in our time. Just like, and these are like pros talking. It's yeah. it's insane how competitive it is, because they take uh, from since there's like a ton of Miatas racing, they have uh, like a NASA SACA. And they take the uh, national winners from like the runoffs and the uh, NASA nationals and some other series. I think there's like five or six series that they take right. people from, and it it takes I think it's like 15 people. That they can uh, that are eligible for it. It's like twelve yeah. to fifteen people that are eligible for it. And they whittle them down to like four. Yeah, they whittle them down to four. And, and then and one guy wins. One guy wins. So it's like one out of like ten ten thousand people or something like yeah. that. See, that's the reality show right there. Not not that Patrick Dempsey going to Le Mans thing, which is cool. But yeah. I mean that right there should be a reality yeah, series. It should be, but it sadly isn't. You yeah. Know? It's, Yet. Yeah, yeah, uh, maybe maybe something will happen. With we'll that. call it Duck Dynasty. Yeah. We'll get them. We'll get them on board. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Um, I was talking. I've asked a couple of people this professional racers. Craig Stanton's been on the podcast before. Yeah, and then um, okay. we had guy, Duncan Endy. Duncan Endy. I didn't ask him, but there's another guy I, I, I met. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Runs for Porsche. But I asked like, what was one of the biggest keys to going fast? And they all said vision. And it was like, once you learn to look two like one turn ahead, two turns ahead, then three turns ahead. Like you're playing like chess. Yeah, and you're almost driving the car like what the car's doing immediately you're doing like with peripheral vision mm-hmm. and you're planning down the track is that it's like that's, that's true that's like exactly what it is it's like the, the the trick to going fast is obviously looking ahead it's like when you're getting when you're on the straightaway and there's a corner coming up like you're looking at the apex already not looking to where your breaking points are or where your turning point is it's like that all is uh judged by where you're looking so if you're looking at the apex you're going to break at the right point at the right time and turn in at the right point at the right time and the time you start turning in you're already looking at the exit so you're you're already looking past the entrance to the corner when before you're even starting to turn in so it's it's insane how far you have to look ahead and most people don't do that because it's the hardest thing to do it's very disconcerting i've tried to start doing it now after hearing that and you know when when your when your wheel is like rubbing the curbing, but you're not looking at yeah. it. You're looking like hundreds of feet down yeah. the track, and you're just kind of feeling it, yeah. and, and just kind of seeing out of the corner of your eye that it's there. Yeah. It's real weird. Yeah, yeah, if you're not used to it. Yeah, when you're hitting the apex of a corner at 100 miles an hour, you can't be looking at the apex when you're on it because mm-hmm. <laughs> just wonder where you're going to be at the end of it if you're not looking in the right area when you pick your eyes up. And you also kind of go where you look. Exactly. That's exactly what happens. And I've seen a lot of people actually go a lot slower because they don't pick their eyes up. Because when you pick your eyes up a little bit more, you you have a better judgment of speed of where you're going to be going. So if you actually pick your eyes up, that's one thing that's going to pick up your pace a ton, Mm -hmm. like crap ton. And then going fast is one thing, but then it's race craft and driving around people, passing people. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of other things to the sport than just going fast and 
other <laughs> yeah it's not just time attack yeah no it's it's not just turning the wheel and top, tapping some pedals yeah what's the uh and then of course there's a difference between time attack and you know when you actually get around to traffic on on the track too oh, big difference, yeah. so what's the um like basically how do you step into that from you know you can go faster on a track yeah. by yourself but then when you're actually traffic on there what's the biggest thing to remember there when you mean like time attack do you mean like autocross stuff or like not autocross attack, but like... just you know going going doing laps on your own yeah yeah like what's the biggest step from, from transitioning transition yeah exactly it's probably running with people next to you it's like that's yeah. that's the toughest thing to do so when you're when you're driving on a track with by yourself you're not worried about looking in your mirror or looking ahead uh, seeing to try and basically judge where you're going to pass the next dude, where you're stronger than him, where you're maybe not as strong as him. It's a huge, it's a huge game. It's like once you start to know how to go fast, that's secondary. Like okay. literally, it's like you don't even think about going fast anymore. You're just literally driving around the track like if you were driving on the freeway to work. Like you, you don't think about going fast. You, it's already programmed into your, into your abilities, and you've done probably 50 to 100 laps before you've gotten to that point where you're racing someone. So it's already, it's muscle memory. You're literally just doing the same thing. You're a robot pretty much when you're going around the track. And when you get to that point, that's where, where consistency starts to come. And to where the point where you can start thinking about uh, what you're going to be doing for your pass, like on the next person or trying to keep the person behind you. So there's like a crap ton of uh, strategy that is involved in racing. It's playing chess, like you said. Um, so it's it's definitely a mind game too. Uh, a couple of things that actually I, I read on uh, the internet today is people have superstitions. Myself, I, I don't really have one. I used to have one. I like kept my phone in my pocket while I race all the time. I still That's do. That's crazy. Who yeah. would do that? No, it's insane. No, people would put did like Did you this. stop doing that when you realized that you did it and you lost? No, no, it's not that. It's like I, I realized, like I, I was talking to someone. His name's uh, Grant Mayman. He, he actually, you guys ever heard of the Red Bull um, scholarship thing that for like Scott Speed won it? Yeah, for, yeah, for like Formula One. Right, yeah. Yeah, this guy basically won it, but Scott Speed had a cooler name. So that's they, true. they picked Scott Speed. What, what was this guy's name? Grant Maiman. That's kind of a cool name. Yeah, it's a cool name, but it's not, it's Scott, not Scott Speed. It's that's, not that's Scott that's Speed. Superhero. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, this guy was like way faster. I, I told him, like, he asked me if I had any superstitions. I was like, yeah, I keep my phone in my pocket. When you I were like, yeah, I changed my name to Scott Speed. <laughs> <laughs> no, and he told me, he was like, yeah, he's like, you better, like, I'm going to steal that from you now. And hopefully you can't find it before the race and I'll get into your head. There's like a whole bunch of mind games that you could be running like with people. Wow. Yeah. So it's like if they uh, so release a bunch of black cats into the pit. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not sure if you guys know Elliot Elliot Skier. Yeah. Like he uh, there's like a little like he since he's racing on CJ Wilson racing team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. CJ Wilson, the guy who pitches for the Los Angeles Angels, has yeah. Los Angeles Angels. 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 Dangerfields. Yeah, no, he had like a little Lego, uh, CJ Wilson, and he was like, yeah, I always used to put that on my uh, my uh, dashboard. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll take that from you to see if that gives yeah, me a little bit. Yeah, then he realizes that if he takes it off, he'll shave .0006 grams off of his race car. That'd be, that's what McLaren would do. Yeah, yeah. Right. McLaren was like, yeah. They would make a carbon fiber Lego when they put it on there. <laughs> Baseball players are obviously notorious for superstitions, but... yeah. You know, then if you don't do your your little shake, whatever thing, right, and then you mess it up, and then it just gets in your head. Like I can yeah. see for racing, if you're like, oh no, I didn't time my left shoe first, and then you're thinking about that, and then your yeah. race is fucked. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's, like, just be a person. Just, exactly. You know. That'd also be dangerous because you, your your laces get caught yeah. in pedals. Well, not, no, no, so, because yeah, you're talking yeah, about the order. The order in which you time. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> 
Yeah, but now it's yeah, people have superstitions, and it's like I think it's like stupid. Like don't. Yeah. It's like you're worrying about other stuff while when you should be worried about doing one thing, driving. It's like if you're worried about that, and you should be not driving. <laughs> right. What do, What do you think about other forms of motorsport? Like, uh, I mean, there's everything from like like Baja trucks, but I'm I'm thinking now like drifting Gymkhana, oh, which are like that. you know they're not. They're obviously not races, and that's always a huge thing of like, well, it's a, it's a figure skating, and yeah, they feel like, yeah. how, fuck how do they hard. score drifting, yeah. for example? Because they have like a rule book and everything. I think it's like the angle that you there's, that you're driving. There's 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 speed, there's slip angle, there's how close you are to the clipping point. Now they have exit points. It's almost like yeah. it's getting like closer and closer to precision stunt driving of like yeah. miss that light pole and then come close to that other bad guy car. Like they got to clip yeah. the the front point with the front of the car as close as possible, but then they got to track out. The right amount to get the apps near the back, like the other one. Yeah, those guys are crazy. And, and they move it. It's not just the apex anymore. So it's yeah. it's. A, but I'm just curious. Like you, you know, you're a race car driver. I have friends that race and drift, or just chose drifting over racing. And his dad hates it because he grew up a yeah. race car driver, and he's like, it is like figure skating. He's, yeah, he's yeah, from yeah, Argentina. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's that's an interesting question, actually. Uh, like right now, I'm trying to basically make a career out of racing. Um, drifting may, might be a little bit harder for that uh, because you have to invest a little bit more of your own money, um, getting at least starting off, mm-hmm. and it's you have to pay for tires, which is probably the most <laughs> uh, expensive part about drifting. So yeah. You're wearing off tires every two sessions that you're going out there, and plus, like I said, Mazda has that little help helping uh, that they that they give you guys. And but drifting is actually something I'll be like extremely interested in. Uh, one of my friends does it, and one of my friends' friends does it. It's it's really an art form. Like racing is an art form in its own way, but drifting is like like ballet. But like not to put ballet down, but it's ballet is probably harder to do than probably racing cars. Um, obviously, that's not putting it down. But no, I know what you're saying. <laughs> but you're yeah, saying yeah, like no. ballet would be more difficult than doing like long jump in some ways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's like long jump is racing cars around, and ballet is drifting. Mm-hmm. It's like it's insane what they have to do. They're entering cor- corners at 100 miles an hour backwards sometimes. Yeah, inches yeah. from the wall, inches from each other. Yeah, inches yeah. from each other at 100 miles an hour. Like that—that's insane to me. Like yeah. I, I see those guys and I'm like, those guys have balls. But other thing, WRC drivers, World Rally car drivers, those guys are even crazier. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because they're both. Well, they're not style, but they're used. They're the best drivers on the planet. The, yeah, they are. The things that they can do with a car are mind blowing. Mm-hmm. It's really insane it's like I, i've been able to stand above a driver doing like on a simulator that that's like pretty close to what a rally car is really like and the stuff that they do with their feet and their hands and where their eyes are looking it's just crazy like i can't explain it i, I wish i could explain it and maybe show you guys like a youtube video or something but obviously that would be pointless on a, a podcast we'll right. pause for a youtube video <laughs> yeah, pause for Dude, a I mean, they, they have their the surface is changing every foot Yes. You know, I mean, they're never going around the same turn twice. Yeah, and there's so many more variables. And yeah, and, and it changes every time someone else it's runs the course. Too. Right. Teamwork. You don't trust if you hate your yeah. Driver. And there's a huge strategy involved with it too. It's like you sometimes you want to be the fastest, and sometimes you don't want to be the fastest because certain stages. Like if you're the fastest, you start first. Right. And you don't want to be necessarily first on a stage that no one's driven on yet because. Let's say it's a, a asphalt circuit. It's there's a bunch of dust on it because mm-hmm. no one's driven on it, so it would be a disadvantage to uh, going first. So sometimes they they go up to the line and they slow down. And they're like, all right, how, how many times do we have to slow down until the second place guy goes ahead of us? So they 
start second and the track gets cleaned up for them to go. So it's like a crap ton of strategy involved with that. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's insane. It's I love watching it. You know, it's I love watching racing in general to watch strategy like in itself. Like two and a half hour endurance races. Like those are short short ones and like the endur like the strategy that's involved with that is like I don't know how they do it. Are you the guy cuz like we have Gran Turismo 5 here? Oh yeah. And there's there's A and B and A is driving yeah, and yeah, B yeah. is managing a race and I was like who the fuck would want to sit there and hit like <laughs> This is called the Ron Dennis simulator. Hit B button to pull in for tire change yeah, and then yeah, now yeah. pace for two, for 2 hours. I'm like what? Who Hold on, I got to hold on, I got to yell at Bernie Ecclestone for 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know. It's like I'm pretty sure you've done that one thing where it's like it's a 24 hour race around the yeah. oval. You just pick the fastest car and duct tape the the uh, throttle trigger. And just let it run around Steer. the outside. Steer. Oh, and you <laughs> slam the wall the whole time? Yeah, just slam the wall the whole time. I, anytime I see 24-hour race, I'm like, no. I, I'm not going to devote yeah, 24. Like I, cause what I, I mean, I do. I just go and do drifting all the time in the, in the video game. Because that's, that's, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Because that's what it's want to be. It's, it's all about it's, fun. It's tuning. It's, it's, yeah. tuning. It's, that's what it is. There you go. Well done. You want to replace, you, oh, you, is that you, PR brand teaching oh, that's working yes. out right now? Do you want to replace Jeff Glucker as our new co-host? I shall. You should. Be sure to mention the brand often. How much shall I get paid? Oh, zero. Oh, zero. Damn it. It's, it's negative You'll money. You'll get free virtual like, tires in Gran Turismo. Uh, pay, I at least pay my gas. What, what does <laughs> this say? Um, slight pause. Actually, Blake with the handwriting of a drunk stroke. <laughs> 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 Well, I was gonna ask. It's written like a slur. Okay. No, I think it says. I thought I wrote like cows weather driving, cows woe for driving. No, 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 I forgot. <laughs> All right, Something well, with cows. Cars, driving. cars were driving. Cars oh, were driving. Cars. Okay. Cars. cars were driving. Right. Well, we already covered that. I was. I was gonna ask you about um because you know you're you started college this year. You're freshman. Yes. Yeah. And engineering, which is tough because I did freshman engineering and kicked my ass, and now I'm an auto journalist. Oh yeah. So oh, I have yeah. no money. <laughs> but um, you're gonna you're gonna be an engineer, and you know it's tough because freshman engineering they always try to weed out the weakest. Yeah. And you're also gonna be racing, so. It's actually the first year is probably gonna be my. You nervous? Oh, I'm I'm beyond stressed <laughs> already. Uh, now it's the first four weeks of school has been pretty interesting so far. Uh, it's it's definitely hard. Uh, it's different than high school. Uh, doing racing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's a little harder than high school. But it's also cool. You get to be independent, so you get to go do stupid stuff that, yeah. and learn from And you have, a, you have a car, which is rare for freshmen on campus. Yeah. And I'm making the commute, so it's a little bit better. Oh, okay. And nice. like a lot of people, they like dorm on campus. They ride their bikes around. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. boring. Uh, Four-door wagon. Get uh, Be prepared for the, hey, man, can you help me with, and then insert. They just went to Ikea, yeah. and I got to like. Yep. You get yeah. that a lot. I got these new awesome desks. It's not going to be awesome in a year because it's disposable. Yeah. Hey, I just found this. I just found this door. We're going to turn it into a beer pond table. You want to help me carry this thing? <laughs> this door. Yeah. <laughs> that concludes that's, Zach that's... and Blake reminiscing about college. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good times. Good reminiscing time. about last week. Yeah, that's a lot to juggle, man. But um, I think that's that's a skill though. If you can do it, will be so valuable oh, like yeah. later because yeah. as someone who's not good at what juggling a, tons of things and yeah. learning now. What track of engineering are you doing? I'm assuming you're not doing civil. Mechanical. Okay, nice. So you basically do everything. Yeah, and you're yeah. doing, does Fullerton have an FASAE team? They do, and that's actually what I'm involved in. Excellent. Uh, me and Elliot Skier are actually in the uh, same college. We both go to Fullerton. And, nice. um, He's and, what, two years older than you? Uh, no, we're actually couple months apart oh okay yeah yeah nice. that's, i might be six foot four but right and he might be he's, like, he's half your size he's like two foot three basically literally yeah half your size half my size right so it's actually pretty interesting trying to fit me and him in the same car 
Right. Because he can barely reach the pedals where I'm, my knees are through the cockpit of the inside of the car. Yeah, you look like a Shriner, you little fez. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But no, they're, they're actually, they got a, like, monocoque um, chassis, which is, like, there's crap ton of room. Yeah. So I look like Elliot when I'm driving the thing because I can slouch in there and get my knees up in there. But, yeah, and it's, FSAE is probably... It's cool, yeah. I got yeah, a lot of friends sweet. that do it. Dude, that car is insanely fast. Oh yeah, it's a, it's an, it's an F one car basically. Yeah, what what uh, engine are you using? Uh, is, I don't I forgot if it's a spec engine or not. Oh, it's uh, you can run like two different types of engines. Engines, it's like a six hundred cc R six. Oh right. Um, motor that they run, and they also run like a four fifty uh, uh, four stroke. Oh cool. Engine. Yeah. So like like from like pretty, a YZF. Or yeah, something. that's exactly. rad. Something like that. So sounds like, really cool. Yeah, it sounds way cooler than like the, the, the high pitched scream of the other one. Yep. And it's not all spec too. Teams get to build their own stuff, right? I think one of my one of my friends did it, and his, I think his team built like a sequential gearbox. Nothing is nothing is spec. Okay. The only thing that's spec is like the engine, and right. then you have to build within a box, and you can do whatever the hell you want in between those those parameters. There you it's go. Like the school builds their own car from the ground up around the engine and the yeah. driver. Cool. How many years does it take to do it? Uh, that's the interesting part. Uh, it's done in the design is done in a semester, and then the building is done in another semester. Wow. Yeah. I thought because I was. You got to build a different car every year. They got to build a different car every freaking year. Yep. It's, that's cool because I was at LMU and I was looking at their yeah. their solar racer thing when they uh, do. It's like all about efficiency. Yeah. It's not solar. It's like you know, make the most efficient car you can. So everyone's getting like 150 miles per gallon. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I was like, oh, so how long does it take to do? And then it's like they, it's every four years. So yeah. they start a project. Okay. But if you if you join that as a sophomore or junior, you graduate before the car runs. And how much would that suck? <laughs> so it, it's cool that they do this where it's every year there's yeah. a, a car coming out and you're working on it, you're working on it. Yeah, there's like two competitions at the end of the year in like June or something. Like are this. most people in the program into racing looking to become racing engineers or is it like some people are just engineers and it's just a problem to solve? Yes, yeah, both. both. That's it's, a really good way to put it, yeah. And uh, there's definitely a ton of uh, guys that are interested in becoming racing engineers. Like they go to Swift or something or Delara. Um, or whatever that you kind of are interested in. It also looks pretty good on the resume, being involved with, a, with an extracurricular activity mm-hmm. like FSA, where you build the race car from the ground up. Like it shows a lot of hand-on skills and oh, yeah. uh, it, it helps you get a job in the end. Uh, it goes back to that teamwork thing too, working in a group with people who you might not like, people who that, you might yeah. race against. Yeah, it's something yeah. interesting that I actually kind of like was interested in getting to see is all the teamwork. It's like yeah. everything that they do is... They have team meetings and every, everything that everything in that aspect. Like a bunch of guys like butt heads over design and stuff. Right. And what's your budget? Uh, the budget, I actually am not quite sure about the budget, but I, I've heard rumors that it's between like sixty and eighty thousand dollars. And okay. they get they get a lot of that help from uh, sponsors outside, partners, mm-hmm. I should call them, and um, other. Like I think they get like ten thousand dollars from the school. Okay. So everything else is like material. Do you have to find your own sponsors, like they, per school? Uh, yeah, there's like a marketing team too. Oh, okay. So they're, right. they're every, it's basically a race car team. Okay. You, uh, except you build your own race car. And you have re- you have regionals, right? Uh, it's it's yeah, kinda. Um, yeah, there, there's like a competition at the end of the year. Right. And they run that car in. I, I, I think they go to like Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a national one. Yeah, I'm not sure about the regional. Who drives? How does that figure out? Uh, there's the tallest guy. The tall, yeah, <laughs> the tallest guy. That's for sure. No, the fastest people basically on the oh, team. Oh, cool. So, 
Uh, obviously, the team members want the person who uh, is fairly involved with driving right. to, to get them to have good feedback on the car. And uh, It's pretty cool to, to see the guys that don't have driving uh, skill, or not skill, I mean driving experience. Mm -hmm. um, they actually do have some skill. It's, it's pretty cool to see that because they, they've watched racing the, their entire life. And well, up to like 21 years old or something like that. So they, they, they pick up nuances from that and they see that and they, they put it to the, the test. And it takes them a little while to get up to speed, not going to lie. But uh, what better way to do it in a, a, basically a miniature Formula One car? That's a steep learning curve. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a pretty steep learning curve. And basically when me and Elliot came in here, we were trying to, to uh, develop a uh, driver development program. So that's what we're here for is to help basically get the drivers to be a little bit better on top of their game and become a little faster so like we developed something like we have to get go-karts and stuff so they have a couple go-karts already so they were thinking was like oh let's go get a shifter cart let's go right. get the fastest thing possible that's the closest thing to to an fsae car right we're like no 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 don't do that don't do that because you want actually to buy the slowest cart that you can possibly get get the basics down right and then not die yeah exactly yeah. and to carry your momentum it's, mm -hmm. it's it's important to be able to know how to carry your momentum and when you make a little bit of a mistake in the slower cart it's enhanced Right. Hugely, it's like driving a Miata compared to a GT car, a Corvette. Yeah, it's you. You learn the basics of uh, momentum driving in a Miata because it goes around a corner like, like it's, I don't know, like a cat and Velcro. Right, it, it's insane it, how how quick it goes around the corner. But once it gets to the straightaway, it kind of falls flat on its face. Right, so, so you got to make up. You got to know where to make up time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, if you make a little mistake here, it could be three tenths because that straightaway is long. It's also good to learn. Um how it feels to take corners that way at i guess the speeds aren't lower because it takes them so fast but like the yeah. constant it is a little bit lower i mean like because i i went to laguna seca and i was like fifth on the list Which of the day i've been going there since i was like 11. <laughs> I, I, actually, I, I think i think zach means he went to laguna seca recreation area where there happens to be a racetrack there i i had this discussion with yeah, a mazda wreck yeah. no no I, I i did he, he was like what track was it sir and i was like i've been coming since i was 11. he gave me a pass i don't know his name it was the guy. It was at the Western Auto Journal's Media Day. Okay. And, and and it turns out he was the guy running it, yeah. and he had a and he was understandably upset. And I apologize. It's just I've been saying it since I was a kid. They, they and he was like, "How old are you?" I was like, 30. And he was like, "All right." All right. <laughs> um, anyway, I was at a racetrack. Okay. And I was fifth on the list to drive a, the new Viper, and I, like that's the highest performance car I've ever yeah. driven on a racetrack yeah. by. About 100 horsepower. Okay. And so the momentum thing, it, it's like these guys jumping in a shifter cart because I couldn't exploit the limits of that because the limits are so high and the speed's so great that if you're not used to that kind of feeling you're and you try to jump up to it, you're scared. And if you go wrong, you're done. You're riding off. It's, that's, that car's a little bit bigger than your pocketbook. Oh, you? completely. But yeah. but then when they, you know, and I, I drove like the Camaro 1LE and some stuff that had like 400 horsepower, which I'm more used to. Yeah. You know, you'd be able to explore that more. It's like, the, yeah, these guys, they, especially if they don't have much driving experience, I can't imagine shifter cars. Just bam, 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 and yeah. Yeah. Shut up! <laughs> Darla! Freaking dog. Damn it, Darla! <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's like they have a crap ton of power. They're like, yeah, I'm going fast in a straight line, get to the corner, like, fall on their face. Yeah, because then, then breaking that hard and cornering that hard is such yeah. a foreign idea. Yeah. And it, and it is. It freaks you out. You're yeah. like, whoa! You have to do all yeah. of those things at some point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You have to yeah, break right. eventually. Yeah, no, it definitely. It's 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 a huge learning curve. Like if you're jumping a shifter cart, you're gonna learn a, uh, really bad habits. 
really bad habits. You're not going to be able to go around the corner. You're just going to be able to get on the power mm-hmm. whenever you can. And once they get on the power, they're like, like, oh, I'm going so fast. And once they see someone else that's started off in a, a little uh, lawnmower cart that they, that they got from off a lawnmower and put it on their wooden chassis that they had or whatever that they have, they, they, um, they get schooled. By mm-hmm. that guy, because he's like he's knows what he's the crap he's doing. Yeah, he, he jumped in the shifter car after learning all the basics and killed him. Like I, I've seen it multiple times. People get out of racing because they start off so high in that level, and then they get they get killed. They're like, well, I just spent ten thousand dollars on a go kart that I suck in. I'm losing. And you know, f this. I don't like racing. Mm-hmm. So it's like you start off small. Um, I wish I could remember this kid's name. The driver for for Porsche. But he he told me his story of how he got started racing was great. His, is it Pat Long? No, no, no. He's like 19. He's from Spain. Um, oh, Spain. Never mind. Yeah. It's, it's disappointing. Um, he got into racing when he was 12. Okay. And, he, and he went and did like a, like a normal rent-a-cart thing. Came home and he's like, and his dad was a rally driver. And he's like, I really like racing. And he's like, okay, we'll see. So he bought him the worst cart he could. And, and he made and he and he had him. He's like, "This is what you'll race for a year." And he raced it for a year, and he lost like every race because the car was shitty. Yeah. But at the end of the year, he was like, he was still in love with it, and he was getting better and better and better and better. And then so his dad saw that he wasn't going to get bored like a lot of kids do with a, a new hobby. And yeah. even if he's not winning, he's liking, he's enjoying it. It's like now we can actually start. And so and then bought a better cart, started winning. Da 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 da. But like that's the way to do it: is starting something slow, learn. Make sure you're committed to it because yeah. it's an expensive, long-term endeavor, yeah, yeah, exactly. and then work up. And I'm glad it worked out for him because that feels like it's the only hobby you can do where you, you start off by buying the crappiest thing you can and, and not getting bored with it. Because it's like, oh, you want to play in a band? Here's a kazoo. Play that for a year. It's kind of like easing him yeah. into like slapping him in the yeah. face because once they do get to the bigger level, they see the pocket or the, the money that they have to spend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my god, this is a little bit more than going from paying for $2,000 a year to go run to yeah. $500,000 a year to go run. And eventually all the talent you have is still going to mean you're still driving a crappy car and you're still going to lose. Yeah. Well, so. sometimes, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But once you get up to, like, the series... Yeah, that's actually, no. that's a frustrating part about racing, you know? There's a lot of guys that have a lot of talent, right. and a lot of them don't have the money to go race, right. you know? And, and conversely, yeah, yeah, there's the way around, yeah. Like me, I'm amazing. Yeah, I, I'm actually I'm like me. I'm incredibly uh, rich. Like I yeah. showed out, right? <laughs> I'm you're, filthy rich. You're terrible at driving. I came in here in a in a solid gold Mini Cooper well, that was forty thousand dollars. Whoa, whoa, hey, 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 listen. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, that's no that's why that's why I'm not eight feet tall now. <laughs> that's true. You probably fit in race cars better than I can. Damn so. right I do. Yeah, I know. That's a that's frustrating. You can't fit in race. You can probably barely reach the pedals in some cars where my head's I need a gurney bubble. No, this is the best thing though because Thaddeus is. Giant. They're gonna call it a Kenton bubble. He always gives me shit for like because it's hogging by five inches. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I can fit in all the Ferraris you love, and you can't yeah. fit in. I I was at Mon- I was at Mon- I was at Monterey Motorsports reunion at. I'm sorry. I was at Monterey Motorsports reunion at Laguna Seca Recreation Area, and um, I was just oh look, there's a Lotus. Yeah, can I sit in it? Oh yeah, I fit perfectly fine. This is awesome. I did that to like three Lotuses. It was great. Lotus Seven. I sat in a Lotus Eleven a few weeks ago at Supercar Sunday. I reach over the table. I had a smacking. I had a Lotus Evora. The reason you have a Mazda Speed Three is because you sit in the back seat. Yeah, yeah, like Hightower and Police Academy. No one remembers that. Huge in the car. It's huge inside. I think being Asian helps too because if you're if you're fast and you've been to CTSV Racing School, um, people people will be like, "Wow, I didn't expect him to be fast." Okay, Michael Schumacher. Well, there's a huge market that hasn't been tapped into, which is. All of your Fast people, Asians, right? There's a lot of us. So, well, a lot of Asians. 
Some of them are fast. Yeah. You could, like, you, could, you could be like the Psy of racing. Is, is that the most famous Asian person you could think of? Yeah. <laughs> you, could be the, you could be the Yao Ming of racing. Cool. Oh, okay, your, your second most you example have, is Yao Ming? You can be the Mao Zedong of racing. Got it. Jackie Chan, <laughs> Bruce Lee. <coughs> anyway. <laughs> racism aside. It's only been four podcasts since we brought up racism, so thanks, Kenton. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah who knew the 19-year-old yeah, like, kid would bring it back in? Oh, of course. <laughs> it's I'm our doing. kidding, okay. There are no Asians in Fullerton. Uh, Actually, there's tons of Asians in Fullerton. I know, I was about to say. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? They're all Asians past like, the 710. buddy. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good Asian food. Is it? it's, a, it's a good school. Nice. That's why. Yeah. Well, speaking of racing and working your way up, um, we can close with this because we're, we're at 48. Um, I just got back yesterday from the Silver State Classic. Oh, sweet. Sort of. Yeah. Um, was it? Oh, okay. Whatever. Haven't you been there before? No. Oh. Um, I've been to Standing Mile events. That's why you were complaining. Like a proper auto journalist. Uh, no. Well, I'm complaining. The, the thing of the way they run it is, whereas, like, you, you, you know, voluntarily, if you're going to get into racing, you should work your way up from a slower car. Yeah. Because it's better for you to learn yeah, that yeah. way. So the thing with this place is that it's mandatory. And what I mean is, you know, Matt, Matt was a driver, and he's done countless racing schools and driven a lot of cars da, da, da. Yeah, so they, not a bad they make you start in the 110 class they make you you cannot skip it no matter what your credentials say yeah. um, and that's not quite even slow media? not yeah, not <laughs> even media but I'm a phot- I have a photographer vest exactly the 110s are, I thought they looked pretty quick 110 miles an hour on a 90 mile oh, long sorry, road sorry, yeah, oh sorry yeah, so what what 110 is it means it's a time speed distance yeah. average so you you have to average as close to 110 miles an hour as possible uh, gotcha. and they measure it to like the thousands decimal place okay. um, but there's a 120 and 130 140 50 da, 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 okay. up to the guy that set the record he averaged 217 because okay. he's insane what kind of roads are we talking about around the back it's the highway 318 in Nevada which runs from they run it from about 20 miles south of Ely Nevada okay. um, 90 miles south into the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. okay fairly straight you know there's there might be eight turns in the entire road um, there's a two mile section they call the narrows which is the tight quote in quotes corners right. but you can take them at like 100 miles an hour right that's um, tight for Nevada right exactly yeah. that's twisty for Nevada for here that's nothing so that's the problem is that your first year you have to do 110 even you even Alan McNish yeah. would have to do 110 class and then you have to go back every year and work your way up slowly until you're in a class where it's actually like exciting and you're doing 150, 160, yeah. um, and your tech speed, you know, 110, you're only allowed to go 124. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the highest you're allowed to go because they, otherwise you need a cage and all these kinds of things. So that was the problem. Now, when you average 110, that means you can't go faster than a certain speed. You have to just maintain that average. Well, right. If you go fat, like your tech speed is 124, yeah. which means they deem it safe for you to do 124 and nothing above. Right. Um, and also for averaging, if you do 150 for half the half the course, you need to go like 50 miles. Right, and you're not you're not allowed. They have a minimum speed too, so you can't go 190 for all of it uh, and then go two miles an hour. Like sounds like a, sounds like a timed road road rally. Yeah. Right, I mean it, it, that's exactly what it is, okay. so, and so the math won't work out. So that was, you know, I mean 110 miles an hour to most of us is not a lot not a big deal yeah. you know I mean it used to be but it's really not and yeah. it's, it's race, quick it's not necessarily exciting right yeah. interesting yeah that's true I mean 110 on, 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 the, on, the, on the right road, road, road it's course, interesting it's like, but on a road that is dead yeah. straight for like the course notes were like six miles straight away and then it was straight. like slight left right. four <laughs> more miles straight you know what I mean so it's, there's not a lot going on so we, we had to invent some activities for us to do in the car um, should I spill it now or should we wait I want to hear this 
All right, well, I was passenger, so I didn't have to navigate anything because we knew where we were going, and okay. um, we weren't really trying to match Matt's the average. Driving. Matt's driving. Um, so I made us a sandwich. Okay. It was delicious. In the car? In the car. What kind of sandwich? Uh, it was onion loaf with turkey, mayonnaise, lettuce, and pepper jack cheese. That sounds pretty good. It was actually really good. Hard to eat with a closed face helmet, um, mm -hmm. as people will see in the video eventually. Yeah. Made a balloon animal with... Um, like the pump and the lung balloons and everything, and we, we were actually... What, what kind did you tie, a dog? I made the worst looking dog you've ever seen. That's... I, um, I can't tie balloon animals, I gotta hand that to you. That's neither can I. I mean, it was funny when we held it up as we passed a, another car that had left before us. Were you in the Mini? Yeah, we, okay. we, wrote, we did the mini in the Mini GP. What else did you do? Um, played, a, played a game of cards, we played Go Fish, I lost. Well, were you in the back seat, or were you just playing with Matt? There's no back seat in that car. We're playing with Matt. Like, oh, oh, okay. It's okay. A no, no, you, you can drive with one hand. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. I gave him a manicure, <laughs> uh, which was great, and uh, you know, bullshit about cars while we were doing that. Just on one hand? Yeah. Or just, you just switched off hands? No, just on the right hand. He, okay. he didn't want to do the crossover. His left hand already looked good. Officer, how did they die? Um, well, we found a nail file on them, so uh, they must have just gone off the road 110 miles an hour manicuring. That would have been kind of fun. Yeah. Like, uh, I think... I he think died we, as he lived with fantastic We, we brought that up, Matt was like, what if we crash? I was like, if we crash, we don't make a video showing that we're yeah. being idiots. But <laughs> we weren't being idiots. I mean, the point of it was, like, 110 is... They found Pepper Jack cheese littered across no, the road. 110's not fast. It's legal in other countries to drive that fast. And, yeah. you know, to say that you need a helmet, gloves, shoes... Da, 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 to drive what is basically commute speed in Germany on the same quality of road. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so it was, you know. And that Mini can do 160. It can. And, and it did. did. Yeah. Good. And it felt great. Because that Audi so S7 I too. drove across the country, uh, 155 limited. <laughs> that Mini, I'll race you. I mean, that's, that would be a <laughs> very funny thing to see. Miles an hour, yeah. Uh, yeah, you'd you'd beat the mini up to one fifty five yeah. by a and good then that margin. extra five miles an hour is where I lose. Yeah, you have a five mile long road, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the conclusion from that was a we're trying to show that you know, speeding is not really dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah you exactly. know, and then also road racing and such things are probably a lot more fun for your money. Oh, way more. Yeah, that's way more. How much was the entry speed? It's, uh, it's about cost, if cost. you have to do the rookie school, which they make you do if it's your first time, even if you've set a land speed record. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Literally, that's true. Um, it's about twelve hundred bucks. Wow. And that's bucks. not including like you have like go like we had to spend four days in Vegas right. because the, oh, the rookie school is on Thursday, the race is on Sunday. No, I'm serious. So you have to go, go do a track day. Yeah, right. day for speedways, speedways right there. Do, yeah, it's do a full right private racetrack or something. For, yeah, or, <laughs> or you do like, you do like private classes at like yeah. places like Dirtfish or something. Yeah. yeah, Dirtfish would be pretty pretty fun. Have you ever done that? No. You? Nope. Matt? He has. Oh, I hate you. you <laughs> He's go, got man. the sticker right on his laptop. That's true. Dirtfish. Dirt really. I know one of the instructors there. Dude, that guy is cool. insane. Uh, Ian Alexander. Ian Alexander. Don't know. Him. Yeah, you can do private lessons there for like twelve hundred bucks. So yeah, that'll be a, a better use of time. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, you get to go in uh, mud and dirt at 100 miles an hour. Sometimes. Ooh, Sideways. Speaking of mud and dirt, actually. Oh, cow, cow, whatever you were saying about uh, cow. Cars were driving. I drove some things in mud and dirt recently. I drove, um, well, Jeep had us on a program where it was basically okay. three days in Westlake Village, which is not too far from here, which is great because I just drove Canyon Roads all the way to the hotel. And we drove the Ram 1500 diesel which is a really great engine. It's the same engine in the Grand Cherokee, so if you're used to that, it's even smoother in the Ram. And then we drove the Jeep Cherokee. Now that's that's pretty interesting. Was it actually pretty good? It's terrible on the road. Oh, cool. Really? But it's, you know, Does it cool. feel like the Patriot and the Compass? I haven't driven those. They feel but terrible on the road. But this one has a 9-speed transmission, and the 9-speed transmission nine? just has no idea what to do with all of those speeds. It's just, well, I'm here, have some gears. <laughs> no, don't. 
Fucking no. Probably just three at one time. Yeah, exactly. Just get hit by nine gears at a time. But off road, it'll do some pretty impressive stuff. It'll. We went on like you know just big ruts and like thirty degree approach angles and stuff where we just kind of like just whoop right into the uh, right into dirt. And then like one point we had like two different sets of moguls that were like you know, staggered from each other. Yeah. So you yeah, go over yeah. them and then you just lift the rear wheel up and then just mm-hmm. scrape the ground and then just go whoosh, all the way back up again with the nose up in the air then all of a sudden back down. I love then, your hand motion. Yeah. Right. Obviously, podcast user, I mean, podcast <laughs> listeners, this is a theater of the mind so just imagine hand motions everywhere. But, yeah, that <laughs> off-road, the Trailhawk Imagine model, an Italian talking and you're <laughs> So the Trailhawk condition is the off-road one you want to get. And that jacks up the car by two inches, adds skid plates front and rear, and it looks pretty mean. And, um, yeah, the things it'll do. They took it through Moab. It's quote-unquote trail rated and stuff. Nah. So they Is took it, it through. Uh, they have a rating for that now? No, they, they, it's well, a badge. They've been putting, they putting the little badges on Jeeps since, like, the early 2000s. It's like a marketing thing. Yeah, I mean, they, they do thing. add some but stuff. Skip they, say, they say they run them through the Rubicon for two days. You know, the whole 14-mile course yeah. through the Rubicon. So that's what they do. They add, like, $250 worth of <laughs> yeah. parts and then. Yeah, I mean, they're helpful parts. Like, yeah. you know, we had yeah. we had a Cherokee press car, uh, Grand Cherokee, and it was trail rated <clears throat> quote, but it had like skid plates, which we yeah. used. Yeah. I mean, locking, I, I, locking rear diffs too, and everything. Like oh, okay. the That's, Cherokee yeah. Trailhawk comes with locking rear diffs for low, and um, you can get this thing called Select Speed, which is basically you set cruise control to like. 0.6 mile increments, so you can go like 1.2 miles an hour or like 1.8, and then bump it up from there, and it will hold that speed, cruise control, as you go through rocks. At one mile an hour. Yeah, essentially at like two. <laughs> Taking the hard work out of <laughs> off-roading. That's exactly. What <laughs> your your butt can pucker up slightly less because you know that it's the car's fault if you fuck up. But you can like climb a hill, you can go down a hill, you can go up to five miles an hour down a hill, and it's it. Some of the stuff we did, you don't want to go more than like two and a half miles an hour because it's like no, you're right. Yeah, because it's like, oh god, I'm gonna hit that rock. Oh, go over that well, rock, and then boom, you're, you're, you're back. Press the suspension more. This is in yeah. Southern California. Yeah, yeah, this is up on one of the ranches up by uh, like Thousand Oaks. Too bad there was no rain to just make it wash better, everything so. away. Yeah. Can it like go pretty deep in water? Does it have like one of those uh, snorkel? Snorkel. No, it doesn't have a snorkel, but you know, I'm sure you can add one on because it looks cool, and um, <laughs> and that's what most people will probably end up doing. But um, yeah, they say it can ford like you know a foot and a half, two feet of water, something like that. Oh really? I, yeah, because it's they, not like the range over that can like be a submarine. No, <laughs> but it's also much <laughs> it's, much It's basically much James Bond's oh, yeah, Lotus. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's probably like three times less. less you can get a you oh, get yeah. a fully limited Jeep Cherokee for I think we drove one that was like thirty seven grand. And that is retarded because it's a three point. You can get it with a three point two liter Pentastar. It's a scaled down Pentastar. The engine's fine. It handles like ass. The transmission's terrible. The interior's not great. And you know, if you look at it, it doesn't look that great. But the Trailhawk version is cool. You can get one of those for about twenty six, twenty seven. No, I was surprised last year. I did the, I did the Trail Day thing, and they had the Compass and the Patriot there. Both cars I hate. Right. Um, awesome. The Compass is terrible looking. Yes. And both of them on the road. Dang, like dangerously slow. The Patriot is basically a Soviet car. Yeah, I mean yeah. they were just really, really, really slow. Like, wow, I'm barely getting across this intersection before this car comes down. But like, like you said, they both had locking diffs. They could both crawl up stuff. And I was like, if you lived in a snowy area and you wanted a cheap, just, and, and that's where you live. Like, if your environment is where those cars succeed, that's what you should get. But and if you're, you're just driving around town, yeah. yeah, So, but if you're just driving around town. No. no God, is it like no. the four-wheel drive that makes it trail-rated, quote-unquote? 
I think it's just if if it can survive going through the Rubicon and they have to add as much stuff as they can to make it go through the Rubicon and still sell it to people, mm-hmm. then they get that little neat little trip rate badge. Yeah, they need it. They can put that badge on an STI. That would be. That'd be That's true. You need to lift it though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Might be lifted, I, I've gotten stuck on, in snow yeah. in STI because yeah. you know. You got stuck in snow in an STI. Yeah, you're dead. You're dead. Uh, did I get stuck? Was it because oh, no, you're like high and centered? I'll, I'll tell the story quickly. Um, heavy two-day, twenty-four inch snowstorm in Colorado. Oh, okay, yeah. So it was two days after that. I went snow driving with my friend. We always go bar- parking lots and stuff. That's right. And we're yeah. driving across an un- what looks like an untouched flat even powder parking lot and I'm ahead of him and I start going and I feel it start to sink and I go oh so I throw in second clutch drop and just crawl out of this thing and then he's following me and he's in a stock WRX which is you know a little bit taller but he he goes on my tracks and I've basically already cracked through the crusty surface so when he went in he just was driving driving and he just sunk so we had to Take the jack out of the car, lift both sides of the oh car, cut out these blocks of ice. One, I mean, I took out one piece that we stood on, and it was three feet tall by about five inches thick. Right. Um, Might as well fell into some water. It was it was 13 degrees outside. We were cold when we got home, and people, all our friends, were like, where did you go? You we were gone sweating, for three you hours. Sweating balls in there. Yeah. Yeah. Probably were. It was, it was like really not good. So. Um, you know, you can get so stuck. So you didn't in those get stuck, stuff. but someone got stuck. I forgot. Yeah, he got and, you know, stuck. Not, I, like, I clawed out. STI is, you know, not that. You know, it's pretty low car. So yeah, it is. Yeah, it's both that snows. Okay. Yeah, Blizzax and stuff, but I mean, it was just, it was like if you're, you know, if you're driving across uh, a creme brulee, and all of a sudden crack, and like your tires are now sitting in this cream, no, you're not going anywhere. Going that's a very right. tasty analogy. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, on, on, we're at an hour. On that bomb show, um, yeah, Kenton, thanks for having us. Yeah, I mean, for, yeah, good for, luck, thanks dude. For, yeah, yeah, thanks it. for being here. <laughs> yeah. That's great. The next couple of years are going to be yeah. interesting. Good luck with engineering. Good luck with everything. If you have any extra NA parts lying around, like a hood or trunk, because I've got a Mazda <laughs> NA that looks like dog shit. Why don't we just turn your car into a spec Miata? Because that requires... You want another race car? Because as Kenton said, you that requires funding. That does require funding, yeah. which right. not a lot of people have. Right. Exactly. Fair enough. Oh, All right. Well, we All will right. uh, we'll tune in next week. Tune in next time. Tune in next week. Glucker might be back. We'll see. Same bad time. Same bad job. Busy jet setting around. Boring old Ken. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>